The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Because we're in Camp Agoda, we're going to start with an amazing story that happened here in camp. Eyewitness report, straight from me. And this story happened about three years ago. It is a tremendous eye-opener. It is complex to describe all the details of how the story happened, but I'm going to share with you the important part of the story. Basically, with Hashem's help, it's the Yad Shemaya Camp Agoda has a tremendous waiting list. Hundreds and hundreds of boys that are looking to count the camp, and they can only take a certain amount. One year it happened that they were able to create four additional beds in the 7th grade division. Maybe there's 150 boys in the 7th grade division. They were able to create four extra beds. And they said, you know what, we'll take four kids from the waiting list and give four kids an opportunity at the summer of a lifetime. Problem is like this, that in 7th grade the kids go on the most incredible, unreal 25-hour trip they've probably ever been on in their life. It's to Niagara Falls, but it's not just a trip to Niagara Falls. They drive part of the way and they go to a water park and have an amazing lunch. And then they go on the Maid of the Mist. And then they go to the Cave of the Winds. And then they have a, a barbecue. And then they have a kumzitz with the incredibly talented Rabbi Yitzibald. And then when you think everyone has no more kaychas, they take you to this incredible uh, jump trampoline park called God Air. And when you have zero kaychas left, they put you on the bus. You drive six hours back to upstate New York. You dive in Vasikin. When you get here, you have delicious fresh Danishes and Hakoko, and then you take a very long shluf, Ganeiden Hatachtan. Amazing. The problem is that these additional four boys that came to camp created a real logistical issue because the camp takes coach buses, comfortable coach buses. The seats recline. Well, listen, we all know here in camp, the seats recline. There's a video, there's air conditioning, there's a plug for your kosher device. It's amazing. The problem was that because of these four boys, the camp would have to take an additional coach bus. That's a huge amount of money. I don't know what the amount is, but I'm going to say $10,000. And to take the four boys and have to pay $10,000 to have them just wasn't really worthwhile. So these boys were told before they came to camp that they had a choice if they want to come to camp. There's another 100-something kids, 200-something kids on the waiting list. There's many people that will take the opportunity. But the issue is like this. If they come to camp, they can't go on this one amazing trip because it's just going to cost camp a fortune. They'll stay back in camp. We'll give them a great time. But that's the caveat, that's the precondition. Uh, we don't mean to be mean or nasty, but camp really can't invest such a large amount of money for four additional boys. It's not even worthwhile having them. They might as well not come. And all four boys agreed 100% believe Shalom that it was okay to come to eight weeks of an amazing summer and have one day to chill back in camp with the rest of the camp. They were totally fine with that. No one knew who these four boys were. At least most of the kids didn't know who the four boys were. A few days before the trip, the head staff called all the kids together. In truth, it wasn't a real proposition. It was a breakout for an Olympics day. But listen to what they did. They said, listen, boys, four of you, you don't know who they are amongst you, can't go on the trip. And they explained the whole reasoning. A coach bus, it's too expensive. So four of your friends are not going on this trip. We did a little calculations, and we realized that if instead of teaching, taking comfortable coach buses with reclining seats, great air conditioning, videos, a bathroom, if we take school buses, six hours, seven hours each way, it's much cheaper. And like this, we'll be able to take those additional four boys. And they can too, too could be uh, part of this amazing, wonderful, remarkable trip. But we feel it's not fair. How can we take away from you the comfort of the buses? We can't you know, pontificate that this is what should happen. So we're going to give you 140-some boys, 150 boys, a chance to vote. If the majority of the vote, boys vote coach, We'll take the coach buses. We'll ride in comfort and style and luxury. And these four boys will stay behind the way it's supposed to be, the status quo. 
But if you boys really want to give those boys an opportunity, you'll write on the ballot, school bus, and we'll take school buses, but your four friends will be able to participate in this beautiful trip. And we did that. We gave out ballots, blank ballots, anonymous ballots, and kids were able to write on there just two words, school bus or coach bus. It was part of a breakout. It was never a real proposition. And the most amazing and remarkable thing happened. Out of the close to 150 boys that handed in ballots, well over 100 of those boys wrote two of the most magnificent and beautiful words that I have ever heard as part of a camp experience. The words, school bus. In other words, we are willing to put our friends before we put ourselves, even though it won't be so comfortable. And it's really not so comfortable. But it doesn't make a difference because, you know what? We care about another person perhaps more than we care about ourselves. Over 100 boys, more than two-thirds of these tire of beautiful seventh-grade neshamas were willing to put someone before themselves. Now, Hashem has an amazing thing, a way of working things out because happens to be the day of the trip. One boy ended up having to go in for a simcha and another boy, and we ended up being able to put everyone on coach buses anyways. But the thought that a young seventh grader, a 13, 12-year-old child, is able to reach out of themselves and put themselves in discomfort for another person, is that not one of the most beautiful things ever? And as parents, if you're a parent listening to this, I ask you a question. A, what would you have done? Would you have put somebody else before your own comfort and luxury? And B, what do you think your child would have done if they were one of those seventh graders? Would they have put the words school bus or the words coach bus on that ballot? And I remember turning to one of the other head staff members and saying that this is a, mo- a moment of such an ace rutzen. In Shemayim, the Rabban Shalom is definitely looking down. And he is so proud and he's so happy. And he's saying, look how beautiful my children are. When a parent sees that one child cares so much about another one of his children, is there no greater nachas in the world than that? The Rabbani Shalom certainly had so much nachas from them. And I said, let's just daven, because this is such an Esrach and it's such an auspicious moment. Hashem for sure will answer our tefillahs. And I think the story is such a beautiful introduction to something that we sometimes don't think about. You know, Kalal Yisrael are a beautiful people. We care about one another, like brothers and sisters, most of the time at least. It's not normal that strangers who are not related, who don't know one another, take care of each other in the most special way possible. Sometimes it takes someone from the outside looking on the inside to be able to say, wow, that is above, that's supernatural, that's above and beyond. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.